and welcome to the Pole Performance Podcast, where we bridge the gap between pole dancing, exercise and sports science, with a little bit of injury rehab thrown in as well. My name is Dr. Emily Rausch. I'm a certified chiropractic sports physician who specializes in helping pole dancers learn how to not fuck up their bodies pole dancing and unfuck them when they do. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Pole Performance Podcast. We are going to be talking about the chiropractic profession in today's podcast episode, which I know might seem a little bit odd. If you do not know slash do not realize that that is what my educational background is in. I am a certified chiropractic sports physician, which is a really wordy way of saying I'm a chiropractor that specializes in sports medicine. For me to be able to say that, I can say it with my full chest because literally anyone could say that they specialize in sports without having the educational background for it. But here is my educational background, I guess. So I have a bachelor's degree in exercise and sports science. I have another bachelor's degree in human biology. I have a master's degree in sports medicine. I have my doctorate in chiropractic, and then I have a postdoctorate in sports medicine. With my master's degree, I was able to sit for the postdoctorate exam, which is the certified chiropractic sports physician um, title. That title, like, lets everyone know that I'm a level above just like a generic um, chiropractor that specializes in athletes and that's like quotation specializes. Um, I have the like educational background to say that I actually truly do specialize in sports medicine. So it was a lot of hands-on hours, a lot of um, additional tests, an exam to like certify that I actually do know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, There is one other level to this if I wanted to complete it. And I go back and forth, to be honest. Um, It's a diplomat in sports medicine. Um, It's a lot of like sideline stuff, though, which at one point I really wanted to do. I really wanted to work um, sideline at events. I don't really want to do that right now. So I haven't taken the time to do that like next level of things, which would let me work with Olympic level athletes. That's kind of the like distinction right now. If I wanted to, I could put my name out there to work um, sideline for like Team USA events or like bigger sporting events um, and be one of the like first responders if someone goes down and gets injured or an athlete comes into like the medical tent and they want a chiropractor to look at them. Um, I did it during school. I went to quite a few different like Team USA events, which was super fun. Um, After graduating with COVID and my like online pole dancing based business taking off, it hasn't been as much of a draw. That being said, I have done um, like kind of backstage sidelining things for pole studios for their um, like performances or showcases or whatever. Like I have been the medical staff on site in case somebody falls off an apparatus or hurts themselves doing their routine or whatever, which is super fun. It's super fun to do it with the type of athletes that I like working with. And I just realized I don't actually remember if I said what what we're talking about today. So I got a message during my Instagram Q&A. Sorry, I'm recording with the dog. So if you can hear the dog's collar jingling in the background. Um, Welcome to my life. I got two big dogs with me 24-7. But one of the questions that I got was, there is a lot of negativity towards Kairos on the internet about it being a scam. Can you speak to why that is slash why it's nonsense? And so let me... I guess like peel back the curtain a little bit into the chiropractic profession because it is super fascinating and it's one that I don't think a lot of people, a lot of like the general public realize. Um, 
we just we all tend to be lumped together. So I talked about this a little bit about my stories, had some really funny messages um, from my responses on there, but wanted to get into like a little bit more detail with it. So I'm not sure how many chiropractor schools there are in the U.S. 11, maybe. I'm not 100% sure. And to be honest, I don't care enough to, to Google it. But there are schools that fall. It's kind of a spectrum. Ones that fall more on the like science spectrum and more that fall on the like philosophical spectrum. And this might not make sense to you yet, but we're going to get there. In the chiropractic profession, there's gray in it, but there tends to be two different fields. One of the fields is more science and more evidence-based. They read research. They stay up on like sports things that are happening or just like how the body heals based on science and things that we can do from like conservative um, like medical professionals to help the body heal faster, more efficiently, all those sorts of things. And there are other, the other half is people that believe what the founder of the chiropractic profession believed, which chiropractic was like quote unquote founded, at least in the US. There's been evidence of people adjusting people's bodies for like pretty much as long as humanity has existed, but it was like quote unquote founded in the US in the late 1800s. This guy adjusted a deaf janitor, I believe, and magically his healing, his hearing was back. Um, we we know that that is like kind of bullshit because let's be honest, like in what world does adjusting someone's back impact their hearing? Um, it's kind of a, I feel like it's like a tall tale kind of like mythy thing where like that is just a, a mark in time in history about how the chiropractic profession was was founded. But there are schools to this day and therefore a lot of chiropractors that believe what was believed in the late 1800s. Baffling to me. Like I said on my Instagram stories, I think we should bully these people a little bit because what the actual fuck is happening? But they exist. So kind of two different factions in the chiropractic profession. And there's hella fucking beef between the two of them because the science-based people really feel like we should lean into our education. We should lean into there's a need for conservative um, like pain relief, especially with the like opioid crisis happening. And a lot of stuff can be benefited by your body moving and your body moving well. The other half believes that we should really hold on to the like founding principles of the profession and not like abandon what the what the profession was founded on. So they tend to not read a lot of research. They tend to really truly believe that adjusting people and especially adjusting someone's spine is how the body heals. It's how everything is cured. And so um, I had the displeasure of learning all about their thought process at at the school that I went to just so we could have an understanding around what some of our like colleagues will be saying and saying to patients and so some of the I don't know battles that we may have to fight if someone comes into a more like evidence-based science-based practice and so these chiros I don't really know what to call them because we're all chiropractors we all graduate with the same degree we all take the same board exams I got a question, um, like a follow-up question to something I posted on my stories of like, why don't we just like divide the profession in two and have the science-based people be called one thing and the not science-based people be called another thing. That is a topic that is brought up in the Cairo Facebook groups that I'm in on a regular basis. Like how do we help 
the general public determine that there are like two different sides to the profession. No one can agree. It would have to come from, I don't even know where, like I feel like it would have to come down from like the educational, whoever makes the educational standards for chiropractors would have to like divide the two into half. Like there's a lot of a lot of effort that would have to go into it. Each state would have to have like different licensing things for the different types of chiros and just trying to get like licensing to be even somewhat similar like state to state to state is already such a struggle. So before my ADHD takes me like down too many squirrel moment rabbit holes, let's circle back. So the not science-based chiropractors, they truly believe that adjusting the spine is how everything is cured. And I'm trying not to laugh when I say this because I I heard stories and ha- I actually worked for a chiropractor that this was his like thought process. Um, you can cure epilepsy, you can cure asthma, you can cure a rattlesnake bite. Like you can literally cure anything if you adjust the spine because that's where the spinal cord comes from. And if you quote unquote remove any interference that exists between the spinal cord and then the the nerves that come out of your spinal cord that allow you to do all of the things that you can do with your body. If you remove the interference by adjusting the spine, and that's like in quotations, interference, that you, you won't have disease. Like your body will literally just be like the happiest, healthiest, everything is great. All you have to do is adjust your spine. Um, if you can't tell by the tone of my voice, I think it's some bullshit because asthma does not exist in the spine. Not that your ribs moving better and your thoracic spine moving better wouldn't have an impact on your asthma symptoms, but asthma ha- happens in your lungs, right? So not, not really on the same page as me. Fully will admit though that there could be some kind of gray in between. Lots of the life is gray. Lots of the human body is gray. We don't really understand why somebody's bodies react really well to things and other bodies react poorly to this to the same thing, right? So um, I am open to the idea of maybe both camps being like somewhat right and neither one being like black and white right or wrong with the asterisks of a lot of the more philosophical or like non-traditional chiropractors tend to I think take advantage of people's fear when it comes to how their body is feeling Um, they tend to have these really extravagant presentations around why you should get adjusted like really really often um, like three times a week for like a year for something that maybe maybe needs like a 12-week treatment plan and like even that might be a little bit aggressive um or before i before i knew the differences before i became a chiropractor i was having like hella fucking hip pain and i went into a chiropractor that was recommended by someone i don't even remember who and they only adjusted the like upper cervical spine because that's also a fun thing is there's different like styles and thought processes within um each one of the factions like you can you can go to two different chiropractors and they have just like wildly different ways of treating which is a beautiful thing in in some aspects struggling if you are a person just googling like hey i want to go to a chiropractor you walk in with hip pain and the chiropractor that you you go to really only treats the upper cervical spine which is a chiropractor that i went to great for my headaches um did not ever once look at my hip never once looked at my low back like any of that they were an upper cervical chiropractor and so that is where where they focused on 
with their full chest would tell me that they believe if your upper cervical spine is like quote unquote in alignment, we're going to talk about that in a minute, that the rest of the body would just adjust itself and like put itself where it needs to be. Once again, like quote unquote, put it where it needs to be. So there was no reason for him to actually look at my pain area. And then he wanted me to come in three times a week for months and months and months spend so much fucking money and I literally was like but my hip hurts like you are adjusting my neck and my hip hurts like what is happening so at this point in our lovely conversation this lovely maybe kind of chaotic rant that I'm having about my profession one wants you to know there tends to be two broad camps that chiropractors fall into and I tend to push people towards getting into the science-based camp a little bit more. How you find out if your chiropractor is more evidence-based or more science-based a lot of times is looking at their website. So if they mention anything about like nerve interference or removing disease or anything about the word subluxation, they tend to be more in the non-science-based camp. And then if they're not mentioning those things, we're kind of in the gray, like maybe they figured out that those words tend to turn people off. Um, But if they're mentioning like evidence-based or science or they have pictures or videos or mentioning of like rehab work being the main way that they work with people or like pretty significantly a way that they work with people, those tend to be more science-based chiropractors. And then... Where they went to school also plays a big part. And so um, I'm trying to think of what the different schools are, the names of them off the top of my head. Um, And even then it can be like a little bit tricky because you can graduate from a school and then go to different continuing education, um, like conferences or whatever, and have a wildly different way of practicing than where you went to school. So maybe I won't shit on some of the schools right now but there are there are schools like I said before that are more science-based there are ones that are more philosophical philosophy based and you want to find ones that tend to go to more science-based schools which is like western states parker um northwestern which is in minnesota um kaiser those would be the ones that I would lean to off the top of my head and I'd say away from life and the other ones on the the East Coast somewhere is on Esh. Sheridan, Shelton, something like that. Okay, a few more things that I would like to make very clear before we before I start answering the like actual question that was in the QA box. A few things that the general public tend to believe about getting adjusted that are are not as black and white as it may seem, um, which is that when you're getting adjusted, you are quote-unquote realigning your spine not that you can't have joints that like sublux or dislocate the spine tends to not be one of them in in most people I haven't done a deep dive into like hypermobile people having spinal like subluxations or dislocations I feel like that would be something I would know if it were a common thing but for the average human that exists in this planet your spine is not dislocating your spine is not subluxating which is a partial dislocation when you're doing your everyday life if that were the case I really I really want 
just think of like some of the the chaotic athletes that exist in the world. So if you could dislocate or subluxate your spine, partial dislocation, just living your everyday life. I've seen some posters in some of the philosophical based um, chiropractors where they're like eating sugar can cause your spine to sublux, which is a partial partial dislocation. Bitch, no. Think of like an NFL player, right? If every time an NFL player was tackled and your your spine could just like sublux living your everyday life, would their spines not be just like completely dislocated, completely subluxed every single time they took a hit? No. I mean, yes, if it could, right? But that doesn't happen. Like people take hit after hit, like crash after crash. Um, I've seen some like pretty chaotic um, automobile accidents and people's people's minds are good like they're they're chilling where they should be they're not like literally if you look at an x-ray like partially dislocated or completely dislo- dislocated so yeah you thinking that a chiropractor is realigning your spine when someone can take a hit from another you know a 200 plus pound athlete running at them full force is a it's a misconception and one that is very strong in the world so what is happening when you are getting adjusted? I'm going to have a slight squirrel moment off of this. I love getting adjusted. I'm like, fingers crossed, going to be able to meet up with a, a local Cairo on Sunday and I'm going to get adjusted and I literally cannot fucking wait. I adjust people that I see in person. It is a great part of a like normal treatment plan and chiropractors are not the only ones that adjust the body. Athletic trainers do, physical therapists do, some medical doctors do. Um, it just happens to be like a higher priority in the, the tier list of treatment options for chiropractors uh, opposed to the other ones, right? Like medical doctors might prioritize more prescriptions. Physical therapists might prioritize more exercise. An athletic trainer may prioritize like more exercise or more um I always just think of like taping ankles when it comes to athletic trainers sorry for my, all my athletic trainers that are that are listening um but we all have like similar skill sets and similar tools in our tool belt we just tend to spend a little bit more time doing like one or the other maybe a couple um versus the other ones so what is happening when you have any joint manipulated any joint adjusted there are a bunch of little muscles that connect around, especially around the spine, around the spine, connect the different parts of the spine. Within the muscles, there's different receptors, like stretch receptors and a bunch of different things that I'm not going to get like super scientific into because you may or may not know what they are. When you put force into that an area, those receptors are activated and it is a really quick like reflex kind of reset that allows you to move that joint either more or more efficiently. And that is what you're doing when you get adjusted. A good um, manual therapist, regardless of what their actual degree is, is going to take that window of receptors being activated, things being a little bit more relaxed, you having access to more range of motion, and have you move into that newfound range of motion so that your nervous system, your body, your brain can be like, oh, this actually needs to be home base. I need to keep this arrangement of, of things, meaning like 
I have access to more shoulder flexion or I have access to more internal rotation or I can like move my neck with like less pain through a larger range of motion. Let me actually like have my muscles, have my joints like in nervous system be like, okay, this is where like my normal range of motion should be. The effects of being adjusted last like 15 to 20 minutes for most people. It's not a really long time. Um, and you can you could make the argument that like, oh, oh, that means I need to get adjusted more if it's only lasting like 15 to 20 minutes. And it's one that some people take advantage of um, and try to have people come in quite a bit. I caution against that because we don't need to be forcing motion into a joint like excessively and repetitively. That's how we end up creating unstable joints and hypermobile joints. Um, so getting adjusted can be part of your your treatment plan can be can be really great and then exercise moving that joint through its entire range of motion building strength in those newfound ranges of motion as well as the ones that were previous previously held is how you have a like happy healthy functioning body that does not need to be adjusted like all the fucking time to to feel good Okay, so I think I've ranted and potentially shared enough background information about the profession to actually get into this question. So there's a lot of negativity on on the internet about Kairos being a scam, why I think that is, why is it nonsense. So like I said before, if you fall into the more philosophical part of the profession, some of the shit you're going to be saying is just straight fucking nonsense. And like, like I said before, we should bully them. We should bully them into believing in science. I don't know if that's actually possible. So that that's part of it. Um, another part is people t- like tend to have beef with the chiropractic profession once again because there are a large f- fraction of us, faction of us that are just spout- spouting off nonsense. And so if that is the type of chiropractor that you have interacted with, you're going to sh- going to form a pretty strong opinion about it being bullshit, right? Like if someone with their full chest is telling you that they can adjust your spine and cure your asthma or cure your epilepsy or rattlesnake bike rattlesnake bite you're gonna look at them and be like dude you're fucking bonkers and you're a chiropractor oh chiropractors are bonkers maybe we shouldn't broadly generalize professions that is a, a something that probably would be beneficial but we tend to do it right we tend to put people into different boxes based on their profession and so part of the the shit talking is that another part is that people may or may not realize the depending upon the school that you went to, once again, the breadth of education that you have based on where you went to school. So the school that I went to, I learned how to draw blood. That was one of the the classes that I, I had. So I can talk about drawing blood. Like I can talk about blood work. I can talk about like the procedure of doing like phlebotomy work. Am I a phlebotomist? No, but I like have been trained in it enough to have like an educated opinion about it. Obviously, I don't talk about um, drawing blood very often because blood is disgusting. Needles are are scary. Um, Other things that I learned how to do, eye exam, ear exam, stomach exam, chest exam, um, like listening to people's heart, lungs, all of that, being able to palpate. Like I had someone come in with a gallbladder issue the first like month that I was practicing and I'm like, eh, based on X, Y, and Z, like you probably have a gallbladder issue. I'm not a gallbladder specialist, but I can say, here's the doctor that you need to go talk to based on the exam that I did. Um, I also learned how to do prostate exams and gynecological, gynecological exams. Um, 
I I have stuck my finger up someone's butthole multiple times and felt a prostate. I also have yeah put a speculum in someone and like did a pap smear. Like these are things that I don't do on a on a regular basis. Like I literally haven't done them since I learned how to do them, but I was taught how to do them and I in theory could do them if I was still living in a state where that is in the scope of practice for chiropractic care and something that I wanted to do. I don't actually want to do it. Chiropractors in some states can take additional classes to be able to deliver babies. Like there is a wide range of what, one, what we learn, and then two, what the state scope of practice allows us to do. And some states are more restrictive, restricted. Um, like I think there's, I'm not actually 100% sure which state it is. Is it a state that starts with an M, maybe Michigan, where chiropractors are not allowed to use a stethoscope which that word's really hard for me to say. I had to record that clip multiple times, um, which would mean that, like, especially as a sports chiro, if I wanted to do sports physicals and I cannot listen to someone's, like, heart and lungs, that's going to, like, severely put a limit, put a little damper on how I'm able to, like, work with people and treat people, right? So, one, want people to know our education, depending upon where we went to school, can be a lot wider in range than people realize. And then two, the state that you practice in, the state that you are licensed in, dictates how much of your education you can use. And then within each individual person's like practice style preferences, that's also going to have um, some potential like limitations or, or not limitations. Not a lot of people practice to the full extent of their their license um, in states where they're they have like a really wide capacity to do things um, it just at some point doesn't really become worth the your time and then the amount of marketing that goes in to be like oh I actually can do everything in the kitchen sink in here if I wanted to the other one that was brought up in a message um, when I was ranting about this in my stories was talking about um, like nutrition or endocrinology or, or things like that. And and once again, like, especially with my master's degree, like, hella fucking nutrition classes. Like, I, I don't even know how many nutrition classes I have taken in my life here. Um, and I, I could continue to take, like, more, right? Like, I could have a nutrition-based clinic, and a lot of chiropractors do. Um, that falls into their educational background, and then depending upon the state, their scope of practice. So, I... And like eh, that one doesn't like bother me that there's chiropractors talking about nutrition um, or even like hormonal stuff if they're doing it once again in like a science and evidence-based way, which people tend to have more issues with chiropractors talking about this stuff because they tend to go into the woo, into the woo-woo with it instead of just sticking to the science. And so they'll, yeah, start bringing in I don't know, like energy things and not that there's not benefit to energy work, but they'll like take something that should be very scientific based and somehow like twist it into like their own, I don't know, kind of sometimes there's like actual religion, like undertones brought into it or like spirituality things. Um, but they're like, they're technically a doctor, right? Like we're all licensed as like doctors of, of chiropractic. Um, and so people... It, I don't know. It's kind of confusing because it's like you're saying you're a doctor, but then you're saying some like really dogmatic, like unscientific based shit. And then people just tend to think that chiropractors are wackadoodles. 
And then we also can't have this conversation without talking about social media and the popularity of adjustment videos. Once again, I don't have a problem with people getting adjusted or myself getting adjusted. I do, even I don't even have a problem with people like promoting their practice on social media. Obviously, I promote my own practice on social media, um, especially when I had uh, like an actual clinic. Like right now, I just work with people virtually. But um, like when I had my in-person clinic when I lived in Boise, I posted on social media about the stuff that I offered in my clinic. And that is really great. What I have a problem with is the style of adjustment videos that tend to be really popular. Like low-key, they're like porn. They're not porn because people are like technically fully closed, but there's such like sexual undertones to these videos that it's not professional. It irks the shit out of me. I think it's really sleazy and scammy to do, especially, especially some of the bigger ones that I have seen where it's, it tends to be a male doctor working on a like petite, like outwardly appearing female patient who is in like super tight clothing or like very little clothing they're going to film like up their butt so you're having this like butt shot and then the doctor's going to come in and like adjust them um and it I don't know I feel like it's fetishizing things and I don't like that um if it were once once again like more like hey here are the benefits of getting adjusted or even like here's some ASMR because we all like the sounds that happen when when you get adjusted and people put on the microphones to make them louder but if it was just like hey asmr benefits of chiropractic care like here's my clinic here's something that i offer wouldn't have a problem with it when it turns into the weird angles the tiny clothes the fact that the majority of the the videos that i've seen and i don't tend to watch them because i don't really like them but the ones that i've seen it's a male doctor female patient and the the female patient tends to be like fucking really attractive and so the views are going up the clicks are going up that I don't love I'll be honest I don't love it and then I feel like I can't I can't talk about social media if I'm not talking about the ring dinger guy that's in fucking Texas I think he's in Houston I'm not actually sure where he is um the number of people that have asked me if I do the ring dinger adjustment when they find out I'm a chiropractor motherfuck no I am not going to like strap you into a table to into a table like strap you onto a table if you've never seen these i guess like go google ring dinger want and watch one video it's a guy he has a a unique table i'm not sure what the the table is called people are like blocked into it so they can't move like literally strapped down he checks their reflexes like on camera before he adjusts them to be like okay their their reflexes work which means that their spinal cord is functioning properly has some sort of like strappy ass contraption that goes around their neck and then will pull really, really hard to adjust like neck. Sometimes like upper thoracic spine into like mid thoracic spine will move with that style of adjustment. I don't even have a problem with like a a strap adjustment. I've had people do it to to me. I don't really love doing it, it to people, but it feels a gentler version feels nice sometimes. Um, this guy, yeah, in, I can't remember his name, the ring dinger doctor is what I'm going to call him. He's pretty aggressive with the way that he adjusts people. And then people yelp, they make, you know, all of these like crazy fucking sounds, crazy faces. And then when he's done, he checks their reflexes again to make sure that he didn't paralyze them. That to me, if that's what you're having to do after your treatment, like what the fuck? There's literally nothing that I have done 
or like would do to a patient if I when I saw people in person and when I do again that I would be like I need to make sure that your reflexes are still intact after I just did that if I'm considering doing that I'm like you need to re reevaluate what you're about to do to this patient because there has to be a more efficient um, gentler way to get the end result that you're looking for absolutely irritating the the final thing about social media that I feel like a lot of people see his content um, his name's Aaron what's his last name Kubal I'm not 100% sure if that's how how you say it but he has branded himself as the himself as a chiropractor that doesn't like crack backs um, which I technically fall into that field as, as well like I adjust my family because I see they're like one of the few people that I see like in real life, um, like 3D in life. But the the patients that I work with, my clients that I work with, it's all like rehab. It's all movement based. It's all like exercise based. I don't have the ability to actually adjust their back or like any part of their body because they are not where I am because I never know I shouldn't say I never know where I am but like I'm moving all over the place I see amazing results with people like just through through movement so yes adjusting can be part of someone's treatment plan it doesn't always need to be which is why other professions exist more movement-based professions um, exist even when I did see people in person my goal was to use as little hands-on care as possible um, not that I didn't touch people because there's a lot of benefit to touch and to like hands-on therapy, but you you be, you come somewhat dependent on someone else helping you fix your body. If everything that you everything that's being done to you for treatment, you need another person, right? And I don't think that's empowering. That's not how I want people to like live their life. Like I don't want people to think they have to come in to see me to fix what they have going on. I would rather teach you how to move your body well, how to manage your pain, how to modify things like on your own so that you feel like strong and capable and empowered in your body, which is why my clinic was called Empowered Movement Chiropractic when I when I had my clinic. Um, but yeah, right now I just work with people virtually. It's all movement. It's all rehab, um, bands, weights, foam rollers, all of those exercise ball types of things, which is, it works really well. It works like incredibly, incredibly well. Okay, I feel like I've gone on like 80,000 different squirrel moment tangents in this this podcast episode. So hopefully it makes sense. If there's something that I didn't get into as much detail as you're like, oh man, I wish Emily would have shared more about that. Send me a message on Instagram and I will send you a really long voice note as a response. Um, So kind of to summarize what we have going on, negativity about Kairos on the internet, about it being a scam. Circle back to the beginning of this podcast where there are different belief systems in the chiropractic profession, the ones that tend to be spewing like dogmatic, somewhat problematic, unscientific based shit are the ones that give chiropractors a bad name that let people or tend to have people think that it it is a scam. And like I said before, I don't disagree with that because if I were to not have the the knowledge about the body and the profession that I do and I were just listening to some of the things that these people say I would say you are full of shit as well so 
bully people into believing in science, I guess. Where are we? What the fuck is happening in the world? That that is a statement that like needs to be said for more than just the chiropractic profession. We believe in science in this household um, or in this podcast realm, at least. Um, and there are chiropractors that that don't, that don't tend to want to believe that the medical advances, the research advances, advances, the technology advances that have been made since the profession was founded in the late 1800s are worth applying to how they treat people. They're just a, if I adjust the spine, everything is cured. And that is what I'm, I'm going to spew out into the world. And in my opinion, that is pretty scammy, pretty sleazy, not not how I would want the profession to be portrayed. The other half, more science, tends to be more movement, um, evidence-based. They tend to read research. They tend to keep up on like the advancements that we're learning about the human body. Um, they tend to work well with other professions. That's a, a point that I didn't actually talk about when I was talking about my working with like Team USA events. If you are keeping up with research and science in conservative care, especially in the sports med world, I'm just going to say within my realm that I I know well. If I, and when I did work at sideline events, I would meet a lot of the people for the first time. I would have no idea what their educational background was. If I were to turn around and look at the like med staff in the med tent, unless I had very clearly been like, oh, that guy is a physical therapist, that lady is a chiropractor, that person is an athletic trainer, I should not be able to tell what your educational background is. I should not, I should not be able to tell unless I actually ask you because if you're following science and research, all of us should be treating fairly, fairly similar. We should all play well in the playground. Everybody has the, the main goal of helping people feel better. Educational background should not be super apparent. And in my experience at the events that I worked at, that was like really, really truly apparent. There would be some moments where like maybe a physical therapist is like, hey, I actually don't know how I would adjust this particular joint for this particular like pain presentation. Hey, Cairo, what, what, how would you adjust this? Like, what would you do in this scenario? Or, you know, a physical therapist saying like, hey, here's an exercise that like I tend to do with patients that show up with like the sport that you're doing and the pain presentation that you're having. Here's like, here, let me teach you. And then, you know, athletic trainer or Cairo on the side would be like, oh, I want to learn. Like the more I know about, you know, movement and exercise, the more I can help other people. Everybody's, yeah, playing nice together. Everybody understands that we all have like kind of same same but different educational backgrounds and everything is good um yeah i think that is where i'm going to end today's episode actually no i have one more thought just because i want to make sure that we end on a more positive note if you like getting adjusted you like hands-on therapy there's nothing wrong with it it's it's really really great do just want to have you be aware of the messaging that is being shared around the hands-on therapy that you are being given so that you are not misconstruing or potentially being lied to about why that is part of your your treatment plan. So um, adjusting is not realigning your spine. Foam rolling is not breaking up adhesions. We are like allowing for your nervous system to either calm down or like a little bit reset so that you have 
access to more pain-free range of motion that we can then load, which will also do things to your muscles and your joints and your nervous system and allow your pain levels to decrease and your range of motion, strength, stability, mobility to increase. Okay, that's my last thought. I'm going to go enjoy my lovely... I'm recording this ahead of time, so it's actually Thursday, woohoo, but it'll come out on Friday. So I'm going to go enjoy the rest of the day. I hope you have a really great whatever day it is that you're listening to this, and I'll catch you in the next one. Uh, Bye!